A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And Jane Pickett of the Island Wood uh, Veterinary Hospital joins me in studio. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Hi there. And you're very welcome. And we were talking when the outbreak was on about Lyme's disease because I was speaking with uh, Dr. Nick Flynn earlier. And obviously Lyme's disease is transmitted by ticks, dogs and other animals. Yeah, dogs can get it. It is admittedly rare enough, but it's certainly a possibility. I suppose it is a a tick-borne disease, so it will require a a tick bite and the tick to feed for it to be transmitted. Um, in this country, for dogs, it doesn't appear to creep up very often. But again, it's one of those things that we don't encounter too frequently. Um, I think the really important thing to stress with this is particularly from a dog point of view, you can do lots of things to prevent them getting the disease. So if you can give them preventative tick treatments, okay. it will mean that, uh, you know, a tick latches on for for a meal, as it were, it will essentially be killed off or or incited to fall off if your dog has been appropriately treated with a tick preventative okay so it's really important to keep up with that Is that the spot on stuff? Well there are spot ons available I suppose uh, Is this different to the flea prevention? Sometimes it can actually be included in ones that will be let's say preventative for fleas, mites and lice the usual spot ons but it's really important to check with your vet what your particular spot on does it depends on your local area. I think around me, certainly, I normally recommend that most animals are done for ticks because we have a lot of woodland around. We have the beautiful island wood near us. So, you know, big hotspot for, for ticks and, and other dogs insects. love running around. Exactly, and they love it. And I suppose it's the luxury of living in rural Ireland. You have a lot of great places to take your dogs, but they're also great places for ticks to live. Yeah. Um, so I'd normally recommend, certainly in my local area, that most dogs um, will, be, will be protected for it by ticks. Now, I think speak to your vet about what treatment is appropriate and whether it's necessary in your dog or cat. Um, I think there are tablets available that will last for about three months. There's also spot-ons available with a tick-killing ingredient in it as well. So have a have a chat with your vet, what's available local to you and what so kind of pattern preve- of treatment. It's preventative. Is. It's definitely But preventative. when you take a dog out or, or a cat comes in, will you spot the ticks? Do you know what? I I would say yes, if they're big, but it takes them a little while to get quite big. If you think about a tick, it's almost like a small uninflated balloon is what I normally explain to people when they latch on. They're empty. They're waiting for their dinner, which is essentially sucking a little bit of blood. Yeah. Um, so you probably won't notice them when they latch on initially because they're a small little uninflated balloon. Once they fill up with blood, then you'll notice them. But they've already done the damage at that point. And most of the time, a certain period of time will be required for, let's say, disease transmission after they latch on. And normally by the time you'll see them, the damage has been done. 
Okay. Um, also, I, I was very surprised. I had a case recently that had a load of ticks all over. They had been out for a, a walk somewhere lovely and had just gone out of the period of, let's say, prevention of their previous tick treatment. Happens to us all. Look, life happens. And sometimes we can forget a few days and be a few days late. Um, but I had never seen such a thing. There was lots of tiny little white ticks on a lovely little, beautiful little white dog. But they were so small. You'd almost have to look at them with a microscope. But that owner had bought them in really, really early to me. So they were really tiny. They hadn't filled up and become their, their big balloon-like selves yet. Um, but it is always a really challenging And then how do you get them out? So the easiest way is to treat them with a tick preventative. So normally when okay. I have a patient present to me with ticks on them, I can, if they're large and in a location amenable to being removed, I can remove them safely. The really important thing is to make sure that none of the mouth parts or legs are left inside because they can cause quite a nasty inflammation, a nasty infection inside in the skin. So it's always, yeah, you have to get them out of tweezers. Yeah, so it's always best to maybe speak to your vet, local vet nurse about how to, how to take them out and we're always more than happy to do that. Um, but taking them out of Effectively is really, really important because sometimes you can do more harm than good leaving little bits inside, if that makes sense. Well, whereas if they've had the preventative and you pick up a tick, mm. they'll just die off. They should just drop off once so you they've had a little bit of blood. So a lot of the time they might be there for an hour and then be gone again. So an owner mightn't even notice. No. Okay. No. All right, but you, you need to be aware of yeah. it. Okay, let's get straight into questions for Jane. 1850 Text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. Dennis in Donnerwell. Hi, I have a question about my Bichon Freeze puppy. Three months old, won't stop barking at night when she is put into her cage. Any ideas? to make her stop that's a young puppy. okay young little puppy oh it's always a challenge at this stage isn't it um, they are full of energy and sometimes they don't take any regard for whether it's day or night I think it sounds like this owner is crate training so she's locked into her cage at night which is a really common practice and I think a lot of the time it's a great thing to do it gives them routine security I think the important thing here is if they're locked into their crate at night make it somewhere that they don't feel like they're being put to be punished if that makes sense. I would normally leave the crate open all day, maybe even feed them in their crate, have their water source in their crate, make it really lovely, nice and cosy, essentially make it into their little den. So it's somewhere that they'll happily go willingly of their own accord, not be shoved into. Do you and know they what feel I mean? safe. Exactly. The aim of the game is make them feel comfortable and then you're likely to have a much better night's sleep. I think it can be a challenge. One thing I would say is as long as you're sure they're safe and comfortable, I wouldn't be getting up to the barking all of the time if that makes sense um, because sometimes they'll think oh if I bark enough they'll come and play with me yeah. so it's a fine balance the other thing is just make sure a puppy of three months old probably doesn't have a great bladder capacity at this point yet and bless them however hard they try they might really need to go to the bathroom and might not be able to hold it as well as an older dog so I think the best thing I would suggest is make sure they go out last thing at night before they're locked into their crate for a good pee and a poo so that at least that won't be a problem for them because bless them at that point they're just they just don't have the physical capability yeah. to hold things and sometimes they'll be doing their best to let you know giving a good old wolf saying I need to go out I need to go out um, so just make sure it's not that so give them plenty of opportunity to do their business before they go into the crate and then failing that it's just a matter of the dog mm. getting used to the crate yeah getting yeah. used to it but I think just try and make it so that it's associated with nice 
comfortable, relaxing time. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes if they're out all day and don't spend any time in the crate and are just locked in at night, it can become almost punishment-like for them. Yeah. And that's not the aim of the game. That's not how it needs to be at all. I know my one of my own dogs, Sally, um, she's an older girl and she's actually still has a crate at night. She's a nice, big, luxurious crate, but she's hilarious. When it gets to bedtime, she'll just put herself in there. She yeah, just decides yeah. it's time for bed now. Yeah, I have, I have my, my son has two of those gorgeous um, cockapoos. Yes. And they're crate uh, trained and it's funny in the evening time it's oh, it's time for bed. Yeah. And they're not even very yeah. old dogs but they know themselves as the house is winding down yeah. these two dogs are winding down and uh, off they go. They know themselves. Yeah. They are creatures of habit really. The crate training is fantastic. Yeah it is but I think the main thing is really just make it a rewarding experience yeah. for them not a punishment. Yeah but sti- yeah. stick with stick it with and it. Dennis it, it will pay off. Um, hi Patricia I have a nine month old Yorkie who really is a bit of a messer. I have bought him toys but I'm getting to the stage now I'm afraid to sit down in case I get the legs chewed off me. Finding it hard to just a boisterous mm. nine month old Yorkshire. Okay, right. We need to burn off some of that energy, I'm afraid. Um, When they get to this point, they're really trying to elicit a response. They're kind of going through their teenage stage when they're, let's say, in the nine nine months to just over a year phase. Um, They're active, they're comfortable in their own environment and they're testing the boundaries at this point and they have energy to burn. So I think if you're getting nipped at the heels quite a lot, they're trying to provoke a response out of you. The best response you can give if they do engage in this little bit of, let's say, aggressive play with you is to say a calm no and either, you know, put them into a separate room for 10 minutes so that they know that the play doesn't start when they do the little bit of biting. You just need to make it as boring as possible for them to gauge in this behaviour the exact thing they want when they do that kind of thing biting the heels or woofing or barking is they want you to go oh god this has happened and you jumping around yeah that's exactly the response they want so don't give it to them Um, so just calmly say no put them into a separate room somewhere really boring for 10 minutes so they know that the fun ends when they misbehave and then take them out have a really good play and try and direct that play to something let's say not necessarily aggressive play as it were so I wouldn't be doing let's say tug of war with this kind of dog at this point if it's nipping at the heels that's kind of just encouraging that behaviour maybe chasing a ball um, or going for a good long walk I think particularly in dogs this age they do have energy to burn and sometimes if that energy isn't channelled into something constructive it can go a bit airy yeah and Um, it will pass it it should pass but what I would say is bad habits can be formed yeah bad habits can be formed so it's best to nip this kind of behaviour in the bud and redirect the energy into something more constructive so I think lots of walks some energetic play like chasing a ball will be really good some training will be great as well so I think that's a really underrated form of activity for them they need mental stimulation as well as everything else and that's what they're trying to get when they want to provoke play Um, so I think let's say five or ten minute training sessions scattered throughout the day if that's feasible for you of sit stay lie down fetch all of the basics it does two things it gets them mentally stimulated and it also kind of lets them know right this is my pack leader you know I'm going to do what they say you're not in charge yeah. it's to try and get that through to, yeah. a, to, to a dog um, hi Trisha question for Jane I have two six month old kittens they've started going out at tea time and they mm-hmm. won't come back until morning is that normal they've, there's plenty of old buildings that I'm, I feel they're wandering around mm-hmm. they are by the way both neutered okay 
good because my of all, first thing when yeah. I was thinking oh my god you're going to have a happy surprise but it isn't they're neutered oh, my thoughts exactly yeah. the relief is good yeah. so first of all well done on getting them neutered before they go out I'd say any owners of any kittens anywhere before they go out and about make yeah. sure they're Males neutered and, and females. females absolutely yeah. both of those are really important we need to reduce the wildcat population in this country um, so well done for doing that first and foremost it can always be really difficult when you first begin to leave cats out. Um, I know I've gone through this experience a few times, particularly when I've moved house and you're kind of wondering, oh, I want to let them out to enjoy the great outdoors, but I don't want them to go too far or away for too long and not to be able to find their way back. Um, particularly if they're in a pair, sometimes they can kind of egg each other on a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, one thing I would say is try and get them to come back from food so I think are they going out after dinner time seems to be at, she said at tea time so I'm at assuming they're time. eating and then yeah. off they go I'd be inclined to let them out skites. yeah I'd let them out for a little bit before tea time so they have a bit of a hunger in their belly and then put the food out get them into the habit of coming back for their food and then in for the night and then close the door yeah that'd yeah. be the best thing hunger is a great incentive yeah, because we've had a few cats yeah. this week actually have gone missing yeah. and, the, and the, yeah. the distress that it caused. caused. Oh. I mean, at the moment, you're doing fine, the cats come back, but you'd just be, you'd be fearful that something could happen exactly. happen to one of them. Um, hi, I've got a two, this is ja- John in Bantry. I have a two-year-old female, Jack Russell. She's a lot of hair bitten off her rear end. What would be the cause of that? Hmm. Could be a few things, to be honest. If she's physically biting it off her back end, it could be irritation or itching. Now, I think the the real biggies are if she's just biting at her backside, it might be something back at that end. So the most common thing by far will be, let's say, an irritation or overfilling of the, the bottom glands, the anal glands. Um, so that can sometimes be quite an irritation. They have to be squeezed and emptied and the smell exactly. is absolutely disgusting oh, by all accounts. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, so I think just making sure that that's not a problem, that'll involve a visit to your vet so that they can check that out for you. It may or may not be the case, but it's not something to be missed because it can be quite an irritation. It can be quite sore. And God, God forbid, if they are infected, it can become quite a problem. Mm. I suppose there are other causes of itching and biting at the back end um, whether they be parasites common things are common so fleas yeah, mites, it isn't mice. normal so it's an indication no, that something's definitely wrong definitely something wrong and yeah. I think particularly biting at the back end or on the back I suppose that some parasites have different distributions we often find fleas around on the back and over the back end so that would be a really common place to see them biting and itching at as well I think either way visit your vet they'll check out the area of boldness and itching and biting and guide you down the best path. I'm I'm interested in your answer to this one from Eileen. Hi Patricia, could you ask Jane, I have a male palm, Mm -hmm. two years old, should I get him neutered? Yes. You say yes without hesitation? Without hesitation, yeah. Um, I think the only caveat to that is if you have a dog that's very, let's say, nervous aggressive so a very very timid dog altogether sometimes we don't go down the route of castration they will be few and far between and why, out and why wouldn't you in those dogs because I suppose testosterone which I suppose oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit of bravery for them now 99% of dogs do not need that extra bravery so it doesn't okay. become a factor for them the occasional dog maybe one or two in a hundred I might suggest mm, maybe they need a little bit, bit of behavioural help before we go down the route of castration because I don't want to take that little bit of bravery away from them if they're really struggling with being what, for every regular. other dog every other dog absolutely yes you want to avoid any problems with unwanted pregnancy in the local dogs that's one thing okay. but on a personal level they tend to wander less because they're not out looking for the ladies and from health benefit point of view they can't get testicular cancer 
because the testicles aren't there and that's a biggie in older dogs but also prostate disease the chance of prostate disease is massively reduced if you have castrated them at a young age so that's a really important thing to do so it has great health benefits it has the benefit of them roaming less we know statistically entire male dogs are more likely to be killed on the road in road traffic accidents than you well, know. there's yeah, lots, yeah. Of, lots of evidence. Lots of evidence. Okay. So I would say yes without the way hesitation. to go. Off you go and uh, your dog will thank you for it mm-hmm. one day. Uh, we leave it there. Thank you for that, uh, Jane. Have a lovely week and we'll chat again to Jane next week. That is Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket and that is part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.